0: Assalamu alaikum, welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5 here in Birmingham and 105.1 in London. And welcome back after that commercial break. Uh, my name is Kathleen, and as you know, we had a lovely First uh, section of today's session with Dr. Kathy Coombs, and we spoke a lot about infant mental health and types. And um, you had lots of information, lots of tips there, which we're grateful for. And as promised, we have a special guest joining us for the second half of the show, and uh, we are welcoming Jeremy Gunson. Who is a specialist in this area, working with Muslim families as well, and has lots of knowledge? And I'm really looking forward to our discussions with him and um, and the approaches that he's taking in working with Muslim communities and how he's approached this. Welcome, Jeremy, to this afternoon's show. How are you?
1: Hi. Thank you very much, Kathleen. I'm very well. Thank you very much.
0: It's good to see you. I, I've actually seen you, but I know our listeners are not seeing you. So it's it's lovely to see you and and see you healthy there in front of me and smiling.
1: Likewise, Kathleen. Thank you very much for asking me to come. You, and that, I, I should uh, just clarify something
0: Yeah. About who I am.
1: Um, yes,
0: please do. Please do.
1: You introduced me as a specialist. i um, Uh, I trained as a a child and adolescent psychoanalytic psychotherapist at the Tavistock Clinic in London. Um, And uh, uh, part of that training, the the initial part of that training, involves um, something called an infant observation, uh, where we look at a baby on a weekly basis uh, over two years in order to look and think about uh, early emotional development in as much detail as possible. Uh, and then we go on to have quite an extended training beyond that, as far as our clinical work is concerned, and that uh, t- takes um, another four years. Um, well, four years now, but when I was doing it, it was six, and that because uh, things were not quite as organised. Um, and uh, the yes, and the training also includes uh, things like, uh, for the Tavistock Clinic, at least, attending uh, uh, things uh, like, the, well, the infant mental health workshop, um, which should extremely interesting. And that, uh, so I guess I need to also think about a starting point um, in the, our conversation and um, what particular things in that sense would be good to think about. I guess from my point of view, um, it's thinking about um, the experience of becoming a parent is extremely important, uh, and how parents often feel as if uh, they need to be perfect. Um, And it goes along with uh, having aspirations for our children that we want the best for them in life. Uh, And so it's beholden upon us in order to be able to facilitate that as much as possible. But being at the beginning of something is extremely difficult. Just being a learner, a novice, so that everything is there in front of you, almost like a blank canvas. Uh, And the difficulty is that a blank canvas can also be very intimidating, as the artists will often say. Uh, And so thinking about what you might then um, put on that canvas from an artist's perspective, um, is something that can become um, a great well can become quite disabling in some ways. So for parents, uh, then thinking about how their children are growing is very naturally a continuing concern uh, from infancy all the way through, actually. Um, and in infancy, I guess the the, the real important message that I would like to get across is something that uh, Donald Winnicott, who was a a famous psychoanalyst and psychiatrist in the 1960s, I think it was, he caused a great controversy when he said that um, he didn't think there was anything called a baby, um, as if babies didn't really exist. Actually, he was misquoted. uh, And what he was actually saying was that there's no such thing as a baby without a parent so that parents and infants go together. You can't be an infant without a parent, you can't be a parent without an infant. And that's what he was also, what he was attempting to put across was that, uh, really, as far as infants are concerned, you just need to be good enough as a parent. And that, that can be very liberating for some parents because that's kind of a sense of doing things absolutely right. Uh, you know, can be, just like the artist in front of the blank canvas, quite disabling.
0: That is so important, isn't it? Because the infants do not know any other parents. So how are they going to compare you? Whereas parents are often comparing themselves to books that gives perfect examples, and they feel they have to do this. And actually, if we're looking at COVID-19, where they have to educate their children now at home, and they're comparing themselves against teachers and all the work that's been sent home from school, and feeling inadequate because they are not doing at the same level a lot of them i know they've come back to us saying we're not doing the same level as teachers but they're not qualified teachers in the first place so they, no. they're not, um, and they're really hard themselves lots, mm.
1: absolutely and there's lots of different kinds of learning mm. um so parents in that sense need to appreciate the fact that they're teaching their children uh, absolutely everything in all that they do that there's nothing gratuitous uh, in anything that's going on. Uh, infants particularly will often uh, repeat things in spite of perhaps being told that they shouldn't do something. Uh, and it's important for parents to understand in that sense that infants need to know for sure about things. Uh, they test things out to find out whether that's, um, you know, the, well, the integrity of something. I'm struggling with my language there. And language is so important um, in everything that we do. So uh, particularly, I mean, babies in that sense, are, it's a hang on to your hat kind of experience because development is so um, strong, particularly in infancy because growth in that sense is so rapid. There are only two periods in our lives in which uh, we grow so strongly. The first is in infancy and the second is in adolescence. And the kind of conditions that existed both are matched by their behavior. So some infants at times um, can appear to be extremely wise in some things that they say. And you think, my goodness, did, did that really come from you? And then in adolescence, of course, it's well known that they're vulnerable to collapse and they can behave like infants. Um, and it's important as well from, um, and this is wandering off a little bit, but uh, how things in infancy, if there are difficulties, if there are adversities in infancy, then they will tend to reappear and be expressed in adolescence. And adolescence, in that sense, can represent a time in which uh, things that were, did not go so well in infancy um, can be repaired and things can be um, you know, very different um, from the trajectory that those children may have taken. But returning to infants,
0: sorry. So I was just going to say that how important this is, what you're saying, because we over and over and over again try to get across to our parents the importance of parenting programs from pregnancy and pregnancy beyond pregnancy to see the early years and the building, the attachment, the attunement is all what you're talking about and that brain development there. But um, As I was mentioning with Cathy in the first part of the show, that our parents don't always see this as... An important stage. They think that this stage, you know, children early or babies need to be fed, um, changed, and put down. But that and just what you were saying there about the teenage years and how it can come back again—it's really relevant on this show to get those messages across to our parents that are listening in about the importance of the early years.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that um, yeah, that's a wonderful prompt. I can't say it's casting because. Uh, yeah, I think that traditionally um, people have tended to refer to infants as being fairly inanimate, mm-hmm. and that uh, personality is acquired in some kind of way when they become more animate and ambulant. So that when they start to express themselves in ways that adults, in that sense, can begin to make sense of. But actually, um, the you know emotional development begins in utero, so that when the baby is at full term then their uh, senses, their their, uh, basic sensory capacities in that sense have actually started. So that they can hear and they can see and they get uh, insights into what's going on in the outside world through mum's hormonal transmission. So they get a a kind of taste literally of uh, what things might be like for mum. Then um, their capacities in that sense, they're very sophisticated little beings. So they're able to recognize their mums by sound and smell within minutes of birth. And then they are immediately into the world of um, relationships where, of course, they're extremely dependent. So uh, they often will express that stress and in very ordinary ways, but carrying an emotional charge which reflects the fact for them that they don't really know what's going on. Um, And as such, it's difficult to know whether this pain in my tummy, which is actually to do with the fact that I'm hungry, is something that might kill me. And so they behave in ways that reflect the fact that this is a very serious event as far as they're concerned. And it's through repetition and through the kind of care that they receive that they begin to... um, realize in that sense, begin to learn about the fact that things happen according to routines, to to things happening um, via habits and practice. Now those are extremely important. They're the basis of various things in, in conceptual development. The idea of arithmetic comes from regularity when something happens more than once then you can conceive of the idea that there is something that is more than once. And then when it happens over time, it becomes more predictable. So that you can become more comfortable with the idea that something is going to happen at a certain time. So that the pain you have in your tummy isn't going to kill you, but it is uncomfortable. And by having that feed, that parent in that sense is demonstrating that they understand the nature of your need and they can meet it so that you can feel more secure but of course um, it's also important from a parent's point of view uh, because there isn't such a thing called perfect perfection um, that we're able to get things wrong Um, Mm -hmm. and I guess in reality there is no right or wrong there is simply more or less helpful Mm -hmm. so which is also extremely important to recognize uh, because if we were perfect as parents, then we'd probably have very vulnerable children because they wouldn't learn about anger, jealousy, envy, the, the, the difficult feelings that we have to try and manage. And in part of early infancy is part of acquiring um, a form of continence, emotional continence, that goes alongside achieving a measure of physical continence Um, And that's evident particularly for those toddlers um, when they uh, are exploring their will, uh, their agency, which is extremely important, but for parents can be um, very objectionable at times. Mm -hmm. But it's important in that sense that uh, learning about relationships is what's happening through that behaviour. And the repetition in that sense is really repeating a similar lesson. Nothing in that sense is lost. And it's not necessarily a sign of being disrespectful if you don't comply. If you're exploring the properties of a relationship, then you may need to repeat things so that you can look at things from different angles. Um, So you may uh, try and play a parent off against one another. Um, that's actually exploring the integrity of the parental relationship, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And change is also very difficult to manage. Um, we don't know what's necessarily coming next. Um, and for some of us, when we get very excited, we can't quite remember what happened before. And that may become much more of a feature as we get older. And that, um But from a parent's perspective, then it's most important to keep in mind that things are are happening in a very dynamic way, which, of course, in the middle of it, uh, you are very aware of. Um, But it's important in that sense to try to sit back a little bit and reflect on what's going on. And also reflect upon how having a baby also impacts upon the nature of your relationship. Becoming a parent, in that sense, is a very complicated business, which those that have become parents, in that sense, will appreciate, and that those that uh, are anticipating becoming parents would do well to, as you say, um, think about um, learning more in the antenatal period so that you can anticipate more uh, and hopefully, in that sense, manage things more comfortably in the postnatal period. Which carries with it very significant challenges in its own right, uh, very tiny babies in that sense can feel a bit like grenades that um, they can go off in your hands uh, and in which case it can be quite well, it can be very frightening and then when we finally when we manage to sort of begin to get to know that baby and feel more comfortable with them, they grow of all things, and then we find that we've got somebody who's slightly different in front of us and we've just got used to the one that we had Uh, and although the one that's in front of us is really exciting and very nice then there's a part of us that's also feeling the loss of where did the other one go and that I I was just getting to know them and I, I thought they were beautiful but then how can I be sad about the fact that I've got somebody in front of me who has um, more capacity to engaging in these doing more, but for a parent then uh, that 's a repeated experience we don 't know what 's going to come next, and to some degree, we share our children 's um, experience of learning and growing um, and that 's something that we also don 't think an awful lot about, which is how we we focus a great deal upon children 's development, but adults. And um, we, we tend to lose. But of course, as adults, becoming a parent is um, part of our emotional development. Forming an adult relationship uh, may signal uh, a resolution of um, adolescence or the tasks of adolescence in becoming more independent. And then, of course, we trace our own past development uh, afresh through becoming the experience of a child who's growing. Uh, and taking us through that experience in a different kind of way in a kind of third-hand way but it also uh, means that we're drawing upon experience as we go Um, and some of that experience may be problematic Uh, and as parents we might um, think that um, there are some things that we're definitely consciously going to choose not to do with our children Um, but then in contingent moments, when a child uh, questions us through their behavior in ways that mean that we don't have the luxury of time to be able to think, then we may, well, we, we have no real choice, really, but to draw upon that experience of growing up. And it's at those points that we might sort of say to ourselves, my goodness, I think that's my mother speaking there, or my goodness, that's my dad. Where, why? What, what am I doing? Um, Those are very ordinary things, but it's also part of our own emotional development in thinking about uh, what our children are teaching us. Um, And it's important for us to be in a position where we can learn from our children uh, as much as our children need to learn from us.
0: I'm just laughing here because we're here, Infant Mental Health Week, doing a a show highlighting infant mental health. And we're actually talking about adults, talking about the parents and the adult relationship and how, as you mentioned, that we often, and um, I even see this in younger people that when they grow up, and I did it myself, you know, I will never do that or I never say what what my mother said or my father said and then in that situation when you're pushed and you have never experienced this before and you haven't had any teaching or thinking around this area and as you say you just refer back to what you know or what was done to you and go straight into that and I know a lot of our parents actually come to us with that, with those issues that uh, they um, refer back to what their, their parents teach them and rather than thinking things through, and this is why we're trying to change and educate people. So it's, it's interesting that on Infant Mental Health Week here, we're talking a lot about adults and how we can prepare adults better to be parents and to, to have that emotional awareness for their own relationships. Which, which grows, as you say, and also um, what uh, you've got me thinking about is how uh, much adults at times really want to try and mould that baby or that child to be a miniature them and maybe to lead the life that they didn't have or opportunities that they didn't have to uh, excel in those opportunities. And they want them to live their lives, really, But it's it's their child. It's their child's totally different yeah.
1: Absolutely. I think, um, uh, yeah, it is Infant Mental Health Awareness Week. um, But I think that was part of my uh, concern in quoting Donald Winnicott, uh, was to bring to light the fact that infants depend, you know, essentially upon parents. So that Infant Mental Health Awareness Week is also uh, as much about parents as it is about the babies. Um, but you're quite right um, in, in that observation that to some degree as parents we always live a little vicariously uh, and that's very natural as well uh, but it can become a preoccupation as you suggest that um, that we want our children in that sense to be able to have what we didn't have uh, but if we focus upon that a little too concretely if we are uh, being a little too insistent, then to some degree we we, uh, diminish the opportunity for the children to learn from us, because they need to explore. Uh, And for that exploration, they need us to be open uh, and flexible to some degree. Um, And whilst in that sense, our aspirations um, are something that we hold very dear, We often um, come into conflict with children in that sense when either they behave in ways that we don't approve of or if they choose directions or they appear to be developing in ways that um, are actually divergent with our own experience. Um, I think it's also important to think about gender. Um, As a man... Um, Some people may think, well, it is a bit strange that you're interested in babies. Um, And I'd say that um, from my career perspective, then I started initially working with adolescents, and I found myself working backwards, uh, thinking about therapeutic potency. But actually early intervention is the most effective way of uh, dealing with adversity, And so that meant that I became more interested in infants. And then in the 1990s, I think it was referred to as the decade of the baby brain, um, as technology in that sense allowed much more in the way of insight into things. And and it was possible to integrate an awful lot of what had been observed uh, behaviorally and from development from different perspectives Um, alongside neuroscience as it was catching up Um, and I think that I think I've just lost my thread
0: there Cathy. No, no problem at all and what, what I'm thinking there as you're talking and we're coming with only another few minutes left of the show would you believe and we're in the last two three minutes now um, is that we need to come back to this because we have Father Mental Health Day coming up on the 25th of June and I was um, talking to one of our, ca- our trainers who's also a counsellor he's also an Imam he's very uh, much into uh, attachment like yourself indeed and bonding and he was talking about uh, from Islamic points of view is, uh, concepts there and before the show you were talking a bit about respect and I think we need to come back about and do another show actually a bit later on <laughs> about this forefathers' Fathers Mental Health Day and try and incorporate both together so I I, I wonder would we, yes. we be able to do that because uh, I know I, today I, we've only another couple minutes left
1: Yes, I'd love an opportunity to be able to come back. It's, it's fascinating, um, and fathers are extremely important, and it is really important for fathers to take as much uh, of a role as they can. Um, the, and the infant parent experience is extremely intense, and the role of the father in that sense is vital in it. We often, um, well, because we don't actually have uh, a very active role at the outset, then it can have quite a disabling impact upon us because in that sense, it's as if all of the action is going on in the other relationship. Mm -hmm. However, uh, it's not exclusively in that relationship and we have a very important role in uh, supporting mum in managing the intensity of the baby and also to some degree uh, helping the baby manage the intensity of the relationship with Mm mum. And fathers, in that sense, um, are extremely important from that regulatory kind of perspective. Uh, But it's not often appreciated.
0: It's not. And I'm afraid we're going to have to start coming to an end. And lots of wonderful messages came out of this and the importance of relationships, the importance of fathers, uh, the importance of of parents in, in Mental Health Week. So we've got lots of good messages there. Is there any one key thing you'd like to say before we end today? We're in the last few minutes last minute I, I think, think
1: the most important thing is to try to enjoy the experience as much as possible. Um, babies are brilliant
0: yeah yes, I think that's a wonderful message to, to get across indeed to enjoy enjoy your babies, enjoy your children they 're all very different, but they are brilliant.
1: Thank Absolutely. you
0: so much. Thank you so much, uh, Jeremy. I really appreciate you coming on as the show today. It's wonderful. We will definitely have you back. We will um, organize something so we can do something for our Father's Mental Health Day. Uh, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. It was great having you tune in. I hope you enjoy the show. And uh, if you have any questions, do in, uh, either get in contact with Unity FM. Or with approach of parenting, and we will try and answer those questions for you. Have a good week, inshallah. And until next week, look after yourselves. assalamualaikum Alaikum.